SoCal Summer Swing Out Podcast. I am your host, Andre. We are joined by a friend of mine named Sherry. Hello, friend. Ah, thanks so much for having me on the podcast, Andre. Hell yeah, bro. No, I'm really excited because from the first time we had met up until now, the growth I've seen from you and just like the joy that you bring to the scene, mint. Okay, but to start, let's just talk about, uh, let's give a pe- people introduction about you. So if people were to ask, who is Sherry and what, how does she find dance? Um, well, actually, it's kind of a funny story because I feel like everyone knows Spencer. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and actually, the reason I got into dance is because he promised that he would binge watch How I Met Your Mother with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get to his place. And it's a Friday night and he's like, okay, but before we do that little binge session, can we like just stop by Atomic? And so he kind of tricked me a little bit <laughs> into getting into the dance scene. And, you know, I remember he actually asked me some questions before we went. He was like, oh, do you like dancing? And I was like, no way. I do not. I am not a dancer. And he was like, do you like music? And I was like, I don't really listen to music. And he's like, it's like, do you walk? And I was like, sometimes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's good enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was so unexpected. I've, I've never really, like, I never ever thought I would, I would be good at dancing or that I even mm-hmm. could learn to dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just such a random thing. But he took me on a Friday night on a Lindy night at Atomic. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was like love at first sight. Uh, I loved the vibe. I loved like the dancing. I just, it felt like such a safe, but fun and like joyful place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like hooked immediately. Mm. Wait, okay. So he tricked you into it. Did you go watch How, How I Met Your Mother afterwards or not? Oh, oh yes, I held him to that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, for for those listening, um, the person we're talking about, his name is Spencer Chung, and he is also a dancer who dances at Atomic. And it's true, a lot of people know who Spencer is, and we'll we'll talk about him a bit more. Now, that's your introduction to dance, but you've never like done dancing before that, right? No, not really. I've done a lot of art and like design things which has nothing to do with dancing so it was super different yeah Yeah. so gotcha and so like when you this was how you got into atomic how long ago was this i've been dancing for a year now which is so right yeah wait how long is it when i first met you how long have you been dancing then um, I think you met me um, probably two to three weeks into it. What? Really? For real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Oh, damn. I didn't, I didn't realize that because you were already, you were, it was doing, oh, everyone should know that we're talking with Sherry here, but Sherry does not just do Lindy Hop, right? Um, what, what other dances do you do? I feel like I mainly do Lindy Hop at this mm-hmm. point and a little bit of West Coast. Um, but I've tried all of them at this point. That was that was my New Year's resolution. I wanted to try every single dance style at Atomic at least once. Mm, and you did. I remember seeing you like at all the things for a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah, I tried all of them. I tried every style offered. I tried 60s go-go. That did not go well for me, but it was a oh. good time. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. That's, so you learned an appreciation for different dancing. Yeah. It was such a good time. I tried all of them. I tried all the ballroom styles. I tried all the Latin ones. Yeah. It was such a fun time. So I feel like you're in a unique position because I'm curious, what was your impression of Lindy Hop versus all the other dancers? You know, it's funny because... Everyone says like, oh, Lindy Hop is the least sensual. Lindy Hop is, you know, the most like joyful dance and things like that. Um, But for me, okay, like, let me just frame the context a little bit. Okay, all right. Uh, 
I used to be such an, well, I still am such an awkward child, but <laughs> I used to be the awkward child that like would not hug anyone. Mm -hmm. I like would barely like shake hands with people. And so actually I found Lindy Hop to be terrifying. Really? Yeah. And so it's funny because people, people will say to me all the time, like, oh, fusion is so sensual compared to Lindy Hop. I can do Lindy Hop, but I can't do fusion. And for me, it kind of learning all of them felt the same level of terrifying to me. Uh, because of the physical contact. Yeah, yeah. They all felt equally like scary at first. But I think the thing is, I feel like every single dance community at Atomic, like every single dance style, people are just so kind. Mm. Like every single community has so many people that don't care if you are there on your first day, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that helped a lot. That is, that's really cool that Atomic has that, um, that, that culture built into it because it can be very terrifying to go into a brand new scene with brand new people doing a dance that you don't know. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that it was like helpful to you. Yeah, definitely. I do think though, like, I think that at this point, I am starting to favor swing, like West Coast and Lindy Hop more, like, even though I love ballroom and I love, mm -hmm. ballroom, mm -hmm. I think Lindy Hop has just like the most special place in my heart though. It's oh. just, I think it's like the music, like, I love the music. I love that I always feel so happy when I'm dancing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that so many people in that community, like, uh, we'll learn like the opposite role yeah I love that it's the one where I feel the most comfortable asking leads to dance mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so I just love I love so many aspects of the community yeah that's so that is really really cool because that's how we met we met through uh, on a on a random Wednesday night you were doing west coast right yeah yeah we actually met through west coast that was the second time I had tried West Coast <laughs> wow yeah I learned the basic steps on a Wednesday I went took my first West Coast class on a Thursday and then I met you on the Monday after that was my second West Coast class and <laughs> damn and I don't know if you remember this but I like completely embarrassed myself the first time I ever met you how wait what are you talking about because okay the first time we ever met so it was my second time dancing so I had just started to get a sense of like oh wow there are some really good dancers and some really beginner dancers and when it, you were you were so casual and you were just like oh do you want to dance and I was like sure and you just immediately like struck this dramatic pose and I literally said to you I was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> out loud I said this to you out loud at the start of the dance and uh, you were so you were so nice but you were so like so concerned you were like what's wrong and I was like I was like you did the fancy pose thing this means you're like a, a fancy dancer and this is my second time dancing and this is like I am sorry this is not gonna go well for you Ah, I do remember that now because that scared me I was like wait 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 what happened what happened <laughs> Well, it was, we were doing West Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, we were doing West Coast, yeah. What pose was it? What did I do? You actually, you were like this, out to the side. But you, oh. you had like a super dramatic, like your arms were extended out to the side. And I was like, oh no, like this guy is so experienced. I'm so sorry <laughs> for him. <laughs> that was, I get, yeah, that was the first time we had met, right? And oh wait, Matthew was there too, right? Yeah, that was the first time I met him too. Oh snap! Yeah. Okay, and and then which, by the way, I had that I had fun in that dance. That was really a blast for me. Oh, thanks. Playing I that appreciate thing. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I think was really cool was I don't think you know this, but that night I was just I I was just like uh, really lonely, and so I really just wanted to dance and hang out with people. When I was talking to you and Matthew, I'm like, oh, they're super sweet people. Because we ended up going to get in BCD after that. We did. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd been to BCD before. Like, 
Yeah, I know. And you you had like everything nailed down the whole CCB <laughs> process. Like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of am addicted to that place. I haven't been in a minute, but I I've been addicted to that place for a minute. That's totally your spot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, to the point now where uh, Brandon, the general manager at the mm -hmm. time we typically go, the minute he sees us, he's like, "Oh, hi, Andre. How's it going?" <laughs> There was one time where I went by myself. He was concerned. He's like, are you okay? Where are your friends? <laughs> uh, but I, well, I think that's really cool. I think it speaks to like the, the kind of community that Swing Dancing brings together because we were able to go and get to know each other from in uh, at, at BCD and from there just keep on dancing. And I think that's so cool. We never would have been able to connect if it weren't for dance, right? Yeah, definitely. I think too, like um, the dance, I, the first time dancing with you and just in general, like it's so wild because you're such a musical dancer. Uh -huh. you're, you're like at that level where no two dances are exactly the same. And it's just like, it's honestly, I, even back then I was like, so in awe of how good of a dancer you were. <laughs> oh my gosh, hey. Wow, you're so sweet. Now it's it's my turn now. I think there's a perfect pivot point. Um, because you are also a phenomenal dancer. In one, I remember because when we started talking, I got to know you better. I realized that you did so much extra work. You didn't just dance at atomic. You went home and practiced for hours. Cause I remember telling you, oh, your movement is so intuitive. They're like, oh, I've been working on that for like an entire week for three hours a day or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, I. it's funny because, yeah, a lot of people, I feel like there a lot of people don't necessarily realize how much I actually practice. Mm. And I, I totally do not say this in a way that is, that's meant to be negative, but I think it's just a fact that I actually don't learn very quickly. And I, I'm totally fine with that. But um, I think at the very beginning, I spent the first three-ish weeks just learning the basic mm -hmm. for Lindy Hop, just mm -hmm. the basic six count. And I think I drilled, I definitely drilled for several hours a day, just the basic. Um, but I would do the basic to different tempos, um, like full songs of the basic to tempos. And then I would do it where instead of coming you know, where you do the triple step in one direction, triple step, you can take that second triple step in any angle, right? Yeah. So I would do it at, you know, a 45 degree angle, a 90 degree angle, a one eight, like I would do it in every single angle and I would do that for full songs. Yeah, so I was very methodical about the way I practiced, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's incredible. Now, I'm so curious for my own myself, but I think we had talked about this slightly. But was that just because you really wanted to understand it or because your personality is just go hard when you want to like get something? I think I just love learning technique. Mm. Like I, I, I know like not everyone loves to drill, but drilling is like my happy place. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. And I just find it to be like a very calming process. It's almost meditative in a way, mm -hmm. but I like if I'm having a bad day and I just get up and I start like practicing different patterns to the song I'm like happy mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll touch on that happiness piece here later on in the podcast because I remember talking to you about the practice and drilling you and I are similar in the sense that I don't learn quickly either the only difference is um I don't want you to use the term lazy, but you definitely have more motivation than I do to drill. <laughs> because for me, I'll spend, even when I practice, I'll spend like, you know, maybe one or two songs practicing something. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fine. We'll, we'll practice it later. Like that's what I'm in my normal. But when I like go hard, go practice, then, then I'll drill. So you do, you and I have that in common. Yeah. Um, which actually takes me to my the discussion because in terms of drilling when you drill for lindy hop i imagine it's drilling differently for like west coast because you mentioned to me that 
those da dances tend to be like different languages, right? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about like um, what you perceive those different languages to be for the different dances. I feel like the different, for me, the differences I've noticed between Lindy Hop and West Coast, and this is speaking more strictly towards like the social side of things and not, you know, mm -hmm. performance or competition, right? Uh -huh. But mm -hmm. I've noticed that with Lindy Hop, um, you can do full weight changes on the beat. Mm -hmm. Whereas like West Coast, the weight shift tends to happen like slightly after the beat. Mm. Um, so that's like a big visual difference. And I've also noticed that with Lindy Hop, um, it's it's a little bit more of like a structured dance. And I've noticed like West Coast is a little bit less structured. The, mm. There's other things too, like um, Lindy Hop, the music, you tend to be able to get away with um, a more focused style. Whereas West Coast, like if you get, you know, a country, a more country song compared to like a more like contemporary song, you can't mm -hmm. necessarily get away with doing the same styling. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like there's a little bit more variation in the West Coast songs that get played. Mm -hmm. um, I also feel like, I'm not sure if this is completely true yet, but I feel like I have some West Coast dances that are actually even more conversational than Lindy Hop dances. Like mm -hmm. I know in Lindy Hop dances, you know, you can have call and responses. You can have stylings that get, you know, mirrored by the other person in the next pattern. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like in West Coast, there might be some additional opportunities to hijack. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so I feel like that's just some of the things I've noticed although as far as my drilling lately the number one thing I really really want to improve on is my styling mm -hmm. so I've actually only been drilling isolations lately yeah yeah just like hip isolations rib isolations body rolls like that's the only thing I've been drilling lately and it's funny because like I got a comment recently from uh, someone at Lindy Groove, mm -hmm, a couple, mm -hmm. I think a little while back. They were like, wow, your Lindy Hop is so bluesy. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-oh. Because <laughs> of the things that you've been drilling in terms of like isolations? I think possibly, yeah. But um... yeah, that, that's, so, that's so interesting because I'm I'm looking at our notes for our podcast here and the way that you typed out your notes, yo, it's so technical. It's so <laughs> No, because in my in my notes here you said that one of the things you've been focused on is isolations and one of those things is also hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I kid you not, in here you have angle and direction of hand, I think it says. Right? Yeah. 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 Talk to me about that. Yeah. So um one of the stylings that I've been trying to learn is, do you know Emily Huang? Have you seen uh, her? Videos? No. She does West Coast. And mm -hmm. when she dips, um, she I think she got first place at City of Angels last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, when she does a dip, she sort of, she has a, an extremely specific way of dipping. And I watched so many of her videos and every single time she gets dipped, she she does the exact same styling. So I was mm. like, oh, I, I really want to learn that style. So the way the styling works is when she dips, her left leg is like extremely pointed. Like her foot is very, very extended as far as it can. It's pointed. To, her toes are touching the floor. And then she um, dips her arm out. So she extends her arm all the way out. She has this um hand styling that's very similar to belly dancing where mm -hmm. it's almost as if you're holding a pencil mm -hmm. in your fingers um and she starts that dip where the arm comes down very quickly and then it gradually comes up to form a circle so it's like mm -hmm. yeah when she goes yeah and I think what's really interesting is in a lot of the classes when we talk about styling we don't really, sometimes we'll break it down like, hey, here's the footwork timing or here's the arm timing. 
but we don't necessarily I feel like that's something that's not talked about very much is that speeding up or slowing down between the counts Mm. is something that all really high level dancers know how to do super well Mm -hmm. and so that's something that I was like reflecting on recently that I'm really excited about (laughs) oh yeah I I totally hear you um have you taken a class from Blake and Grace yet I have they are they're so cute yeah so they're yeah they're they're absolutely adorable the reason why I bring them up is because Blake when I do privates with Blake that is something he brings up to me he says yeah, one of the traits of an advanced dancer is having dynamic movement. And one of the things he talked about was slowing down or speeding up a move. So he said, he told me that when dancing, I find that some of the best dances, dancers that he watches tend to be people that can slow down or speed up any sort of pattern or movement that they're doing that fits the music. And so... Yeah, that I think that's what what that's kind of like what I'm I'm hearing you say in regards to the styling. Now, with the styling, I know that you also mentioned like patterns. So, how do you drill certain patterns on your own, or do you practice that with Matt? Uh, both. But okay. I feel like, yeah, when I drill patterns, a lot of it. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's really funny but for example like if I'm if I'm drilling like a sugar push mm-hmm, it's like I will just drill adding like a kickball change to the beginning mm-hmm. and I'll just do that a hundred times or like for example if, I, if I'm drilling like a swing out mm-hmm. I'm just drilling like the footwork variation of a swing out like for multiple songs and then I'll try to drill it to like faster songs and then I'll try to drill it to slower songs and then I'll try to drill it with like an arm styling on seven and eight and then you know so it's very like it's so technical the way I practice (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but it shows you know thanks I appreciate that so much oh yeah of course which actually is a perfect segue because when I first met you and we were first started dancing, I think everyone was complimenting you on like your smile and how much fun you were having. But you've heard that your entire life, right? Yeah, I feel like it's funny because people, pe- that's like the number one comment I get is they're like, oh, you're that girl that's always smiling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because you're happy, you know? <laughs> I am. Yeah. But I feel like, I almost feel like, is it wrong to think this? I almost feel like, like getting a compliment of being like, I like your smile is kind of like winning, like most enthusiastic. (laughs) Am I wrong to think that? (laughs) No, 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 no. You're not, you're not wrong. Which is, which is very like personal for me because that's one of the things I have going for me when I dance is like, I have a big smile and that catches people's attention. You know, as far as comps go anyway, but that's not wrong at all. You know, really? I just okay. What is the thing you get complimented on the most? Because I feel like the thing that is so great about your dancing is how musical you are. Uh bro. Um, it is I have been complimented on my musicality a lot. I've been complimenting on how I give a lot of follow space to be able to have a voice in the dance. I didn't realize how uncommon that was until like recently. And then one of the things I get complimented on is my energy. They say I really bring great energy to a dance, to a floor, to a room and whatnot. So those are the big ones. And yeah, but you have recently, it's pivoted for you. People haven't just been complimenting your smile. They've been complimenting you on your dancing now. Yes. Oh my gosh. There was... I'm sure this guy has just no idea that he made my week but uh-huh. <laughs> there was this one guy who was recently like your style is improving and I was just like on cloud nine I was like oh, <laughs> I got a compliment on my technique I'm improving I, w- I was just I was so happy for like the whole week compliment. yeah yeah and I just feel so just grateful that like when other dancers will say that like oh your technique is improving I just get so happy like yeah that's yeah sorry go ahead 
Oh, I was gonna say, but like, I feel like it's funny because even though I'm improving in some ways, I'm still having just so many embarrassing moments. Uh huh. <laughs> At Atomic, like so many, like I think all the embarrassing moments. Oh, okay. So there's this one thing that happened to me recently. So uh -huh. I, um, I, I like went into the bathroom at Atomic and mm -hmm. I think I brought my backpack in oh because I was changing it was like right mm -hmm. after work so I was changing yeah. my clothes and I remember just being like I'm like so excited and so happy and I like as I'm walking out of the stall the, the backpack lining like hooks onto the door mm -hmm. and I'm just like I'm like practically sprinting out of this door. It hooks on and I just like slingshot back into the stall. <laughs> oh no. All like right before the social's about to start. And I think there was another girl in there and we just started laughing hysterically. It was. Uh, <laughs> oh no. I'm sure other people who are listening can relate. Like those embarrassing moments happen all the time. Right? Yeah. Oh, I have done it all. I've done it all. Tell me more. People oh probably god. want to hear more. Tell me more. Oh my god. There was this okay, there was this one time where uh I was practicing Bao, the Spencer. Mm -hmm. And um I think he he went he went around me and we were trying to connect back in close position. And I <laughs> and my elbow was up like a little bit too high and I oh totally clocked him in the face and I was like oh, oh my god <laughs> I was so embarrassed I was so embarrassed and so concerned oh my Aww. god wait did you draw blood no I did not damn it I mean oh good <laughs> <laughs> oh man I mean that's not uncommon because you got to you, you have to put get your arm around right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense Damn. Yeah. And now every time someone does that move to me in battle, I scream in my head and I'm like, please let me not hit them in the face. And I get mm. very mad when I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, yeah, I feel you on that. That actually recently happened to me. Uh, oh, no, what happened? Uh, we were at a club for my birthday out here in LA. Yeah. And uh, Laura Evans and I were dancing and I, she did a turn. We, we had been drinking, so, you know. And so I got too close. Like she, her, her turns are great because she knows exactly, I know exactly where she is, but I got in close. And so she clocked me um, in the, in the jaw. And this, this was like a jam circle in the club. So everyone's like, ooh, ah, whatever. But um, when that happened, it was like, the show must go on. So we kept on dancing, you know? And I didn't really feel it because I had been drinking. So it was fine. Oh. <laughs> um you you also mentioned because when it comes to like clocking right sometimes that happens other times the wardrobe malfunctions oh right. my god okay so I there was this one time I was up in the fusion room uh -huh. and I was like I had been dancing there for like a while okay mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden one of my friends comes up to me and just like pull on the back of my dress and I realized that like my dress was tucked into my shorts. Like, I don't even know how long, okay? Oh, <laughs> she didn't no. say anything. She just came up to me, like, pulled, like, tugged on my dress and, and was just like, how's it going? And I was like, oh, my God. Uh. And, <laughs> and, like, I did not have the courage to ask her how long it had been like that. But, uh. yeah, so many wardrobe malfunctions. Oh, my gosh all the things yeah i feel like um for a follow yeah there's a lot of wardrobe my phone that can happen like hand like a lead's hand getting tied in the back or you know like some of the more embarrassing ones but i have i have an embarrassing story that i want to tell you for me just entertain me for a bit so i'm sure that there are other uh people that are listening that can empathize with the uh the embarrassing stories. I think that's what will make the comment at the end. But one of my embarrassing stories is I have dropped uh, three follows in my life, three of them. And it's like, to, as a lead, that's like, to me, that's like bad, that's pretty bad, you know? <laughs> what happened? 
Well, the first one was actually in high school. I was doing ballroom with my friend and it was like a movie, Sherry. It was like a movie. Let me set the scene. So we were at this beautiful after party with this amazing house and like there was a huge dance floor and it was later on the night. Everyone was tired. There was a slow song that came on and my friend and I, her name was Sarah, we started dancing and it cleared the floor. Like everyone was just watching us there saying, ooh, ah. And I, it was just like beautiful. And we were both in the moment. And at one point, you know, um, we're doing something and there was a miscommunication, there was a disconnect. And like, I dipped her, but then she added a styling. And I'm a high schooler, right? And after she added a styling, I don't know what happened, but I dropped her in the middle of everyone else watching. And that's not the worst part. I was an idiot and I got scared, so I ran away. No. <laughs> I know. I ran out to the patio and one of my friends was like, what are you doing? Go pick her up. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> like that was one of the most embarrassing, embarrassing pieces for me. But like dropping someone, that's, ugh. Now I'm so careful anytime dancing with someone who's doing like a big dip or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, high school Andre. <laughs> I, I was, I, I still am uh, pretty awkward in that sense, you know? <laughs> but Actually, we'll do that now. So if you're still listening to the podcast on YouTube, please put it in the comments, uh, an embarrassing dance story that happened to you. Okay. So do that. And this is at, at, instead of like the comment at the end of the podcast, just to tell us uh, your most embarrassing story. Now, with, with that being said, I wanted to go into um, some other highlights from your dance career so far, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me, honestly, one of the biggest highlights for dance is because, you know, I don't perform or compete. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes actually there have been some people who have been like, oh, you should compete. You should try like this newcomer's thing. You should try. But I feel like one of the biggest things is honestly, like there's so much of my life that is... <laughs> kind of high pressure and mm -hmm. you know for example like my job is like can be you know high stress or like mm -hmm. I have other projects um with my boyfriend that's like very very high stress mm -hmm. and very serious you know um and so I just feel like but dance is like the one thing that is just just for me you know it's yeah. like it doesn't have to be something that's super stressful or have pressure it's just that I'm there because I'm just genuinely enjoying myself mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. almost like for me personally it's just a place that's just so fun you know mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah and even like I do art projects on the side and I'm mm -hmm. very disciplined about it um so like it's one of those things where even if I get up and I'm not in the mood to work on it like I will work on it but mm -hmm. dance is just, just for fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, so I feel like that's been a highlight is just having that space in my life that's just for me, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, that, that does make sense. I think you called it a space of pure joy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just so, so joyful for me. And it's just so... I think too, like, because there's no pressure around it, you know, I'm not making money off of it. I'm not trying to win competitions. Like, I think that that's part of like why I'm just always so happy to be there. <laughs> right. It's a different, it's like a different universe, a different world. Yeah. And I think too, like another highlight for me has just honestly been just getting a chance to like learn patterns with other people mm. like one yeah one thing we haven't talked about is is Matt my dance partner yes I have yeah. a dance partner how crazy is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh um, and well well yeah go ahead and then I want I want to dig further into that what you said yeah and like one thing that we've been doing lately is just um looking at like dance videos online and mm -hmm. slowing them down like taking them down on YouTube to like 25% um, speed and turning off the audio and then just trying out their footwork variations mm. or just trying out their arm styling or just trying out 
you know, like a pattern that they're doing and just taking these like high level competitors and just trying out like one aspect of their, of their competition dance. It's just so fun. <laughs> and so sometimes we'll take that, we'll drill it a couple times and we'll try to drill it to a song. And, um, you know, I know that we're both still such, you know, beginners because we've only been dancing for a year, but it's just so fun to learn those patterns with other people. And mm -hmm. I think it's like, just even learning, like what we talked about earlier, where it's like, oh, realizing that it's not exactly on the beat necessarily, or like seeing how sometimes those advanced dancers speed things up or slow things down. And like, like I'll look at, I'll look at a dance and be like, they just turned that eight count pattern into a six count pattern. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll just be nerding out on it for like an hour. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm pretty sure there are people out there that have that same uh, mentality or that same intrigue that you have with breaking things down so technically, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I find it so cool that the why, like this, what you get joy out of breaking that stuff down because it's not like a drill where you're like oh no I have to learn this it's more like I get to learn this it's like fun for me right yeah totally yeah and I think in some ways like everybody like I think everyone can relate to just that idea of like when you're growing and learning something new it can be so fun you know mm -hmm. like it can mm -hmm. just be so exhilarating when you get something yeah like, wow that's like a new piece of the puzzle like oh that's so cool right <laughs> Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. And then when you nail it and then put it into your social dancing and it becomes like second nature. Yeah. Chef's kiss right there. Does Matt approach the, it with that mentality as well? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think actually that's how we ended up practicing is because um I was like I was like looking I like had practiced with a couple different people and really what I wanted to do more than anything was practice with someone for like 20, 30, 40 minutes straight on one pattern mm -hmm. and just drill just one pattern to like all kinds of different songs. And he was the first person I met who was down to do that with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is really fun. <laughs> That's so he, fun. he does have a really, really similar approach. Yeah. Which Makes sense. I found that uh, software engineers tend to have like that break it down and figure it out mentality. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your approach like when it comes to practicing? Um, so the way that I approach it is I have an idea or I see something that I like and I want to practice it, emulate it or figure it out. And the way that I do it is I if it's like a dedicated practice session, then I'll break it down. I'll try to figure it out. And if it comes to a point where it still doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel right for my partner, um, then I'll put it on a list of like, hey, I want to talk to Blake, Matt, Richie, Nick, or one of the leads. Like, hey, mm -hmm. I know you do this. Can you break it down for me? I truly believe that I want to learn from the amazing resources that we have at Atomic because they have years of experience. And so if I get that from them, I'll be doing it properly. An example is the uh, quick stop. Are you familiar with the quick stop, the chupa, huh? Off the swing out? I feel like I've seen it before a couple times, yeah. Yeah, so when I learned it in the Midwest, it was more of a rotational thing, which some people in California do here. But when I learned it from Patrick, and I learned the California way, which is just straight uh, up, down, up, or uh, down, up, down, right? Mm -hmm. And then all you're doing is using the momentum and then it creates that. That's how Grace and Blake do it. And it feels really nice. And I I wouldn't have learned that if I hadn't uh, picked it up from them. But that is how I practice. When I practice with Amy and Jungle, honestly, it just tends to be a lot of us just laughing. Like, <laughs> like, uh, there was one point where um, Jungle and Jet were practicing and Amy and I were in another room practicing. And when Amy and I practice, we we just laugh a lot because we try to figure stuff out and she's just a funny person. So those make the practices really, really fun. Same with Jungle, honestly. It's a really good time. Um, that was a quick word break, but that actually takes me to the point of partners. How did you end up like partnering with Matt? And did you all have a conversation about what that partnership looked like? 
I think it just developed really organically. Actually, there was there was one other person who I was practicing with a little bit before I met Matt, mm -hmm. before I started practicing. And I think it was kind of interesting because he was, this other person was the first person I started practicing with, but I don't think we were necessarily on the same page about what we wanted out of practice sessions. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that gets talked about a lot in the community, how like when you start practicing with someone, sometimes you can have really different expectations about how it, you want it to go yes yeah <laughs> yeah and I think the other person he wanted someone to hang out with and maybe practice for five minutes but tell funny stories for 30 minutes or um, when I started practicing more with Matt he was so patient with me he was down to do like a six count basic with an underarm turn for 45 minutes <laughs> uh -huh. and I think and the whole time, I remember the first time we practiced, I was like, is this okay? Like, are you bored? Let me know if you want to do something else. Otherwise, like, if we can just do this for like a little bit longer, that'd be perfect. <laughs> and I just kept checking in with him the whole time. And he was like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And I think after, even after that first time, I was like, okay, this is like really what I want is like a drilling partner. Mm -hmm. So then we started doing that more and more. And I think that I feel like, the thing is like Matt is such a patient person mm -hmm. and if I say like hey can you lead a swing out with a six count basic for the next 45 minutes he's totally down for that mm -hmm. um, and or I'll say like hey is there any chance we can just practice you know just a swing out with an outside turn so I can try this footwork variation yeah he, he is just down to do that with me for like forever so I think in that way we're really really like great as partners if that makes sense yeah no that that's that makes a lot of sense it sounds as if you found someone who had the same expectations and goals as you and yeah. that aligned yeah yeah definitely um what was your process like for finding dance partners I mean for for me I've had some, but as far as Amy goes, like when I dance with Amy, it's like it everything just works, and we were it just it just works, right? And I remember the first time, like we the first couple times we danced, we did some things that I had never done with anyone before, like uh, some certain steps, and we were very in tune with how we listened to the music, and so I I feel very lucky that. I was able to find Amy and Jungle as well because we hear the music the same and uh, whatnot. Having a dance partner is kind of like having another relationship <laughs> <laughs> because, like Amy's one. I Amy's one of uh, she's probably one of the closest people that I have here in SoCal, right? And so that dance partnership kind of like blossomed into like a really beautiful friendship. Because she's literally, we literally believe that we were ancestors or siblings, like, way back when. Because I literally call her my little sister, right? Um, and the way that it works is, the way that I approach my dance partnerships is, the first thing I do is I tell, I tell my dance partner, hey, we're going to be, would you like to be on a dance partner? I just asked them, would you like to be on a dance partner? I'm like, oh, yeah. And then we talk about what the expectation looks like. And then I also put the expectation out there that, hey, um, I also just want to point out and just say it verbally that I will never be interested in you romantically. Like you are a bro, you are a dance partner, and that's that. I'm very, very lucky that all of my dance partners already have uh, romantic partners. And so it makes things so simple because sometimes I'll meet people and they'll become dance partners but then they become romantically involved. And then once that ends, well, then typically that dance partnership ends. Right. Yeah. And so I, I approached it. I approached it that way. But the cool thing about SoCal is everyone here tends to be very mature when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, man, we're dance partners. That means you can't dance with anyone else. Like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's how that's how I approached it. But I think that there are other people who approach it uh differently so here's a question for you seeing as you and Matt have only been dancing for a year right you already have learned a lot of stuff about 
how to drill, how to practice, how to be dance partners. But if there was someone who is listening to this podcast right now, who's considering being a dance partner with someone or finding a dance partner, you as someone who's only been doing it for a year, what are some insights that you've learned the past year that could help them do that? Oh, I feel like one thing that was helpful is meets, well, at least for me, the easiest way was to take some classes at Atomic and try and dance with them a couple times in the socials and mm-hmm. then just ask if they want to practice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, that was kind of the process that I took. And a lot of people are super open to just practicing with you. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I think for me too, it was very organic, right? Because um, I'm not necessarily looking to perform or compete, just like really improve my dance skills. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, just finding someone who was like in the same level of classes as me, who was just down to practice, you know, like once a week or twice a week, like that was exactly what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious for you though, because since you compete, that's like a whole different ball game, right? So a little bit. Yeah. So if someone's looking for like competition partners, what would you recommend? Bro, you're so good at asking questions back. Oh my God. <laughs> Why don't you start a podcast? <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to competition partners, I feel like two people need to be on the same page in order to compete together. So the one of the reasons why I say that is because Amy and I have this concept that we learned from her older sister, which is the concept of it would be nice. And when we did Camp Hollywood, we just said, it would be nice if we made finals. But if we don't, then that's okay too. Because competitions, I've seen people like reel from competitions where they don't make finals, where they don't do as well in finals. And it just ruins their day. And they'll just go to sleep early. And they, they just, it just, they just don't like it. And for us, we understand ourselves where we stand emotionally, where we realize we our goal isn't just to demolish the other competition or just to, you know, beat so-and-so or make it like super adversarial. Instead, we approach it as here's the music. There are people here watching us and it's a privilege that we get to be here and share space and energy with them. And so we want to give that energy back by doing our best respecting the music and just having a really, really good time. Because for us, um, there's a class series that we teach. It tends to be the concept of let loose, have fun. Mm. And so when we approach it that way with the mindset that we're not looking to just win everything, but we are looking to be our best selves and do our best dance, that really helps us. And it drives our practice. Like we always think that practices should be super fun and there should be laughs involved because if there's not and we're just hyper-focused on this one thing, then it somewhat becomes a job. And neither of us is looking to make this a career, but we are trying to make an impact on the world because she's a teacher and I also love to teach. And so we want to impact other people and share the beauty of what this dance is and hopefully help the community connect that way, you know? Yeah, I totally, I can totally see that. And I think too, one thing that may or may not be spoken is that I feel like in a way you value your partner's feelings and your partner's friendship, like your friendship with your partners. I think that in some ways you value that friendship more than you value winning, right? Like, I feel like that's kind of the mindset that you guys go in, which kind of just makes it even more fun to do together. Like it's a thing that you guys get to do together. You know what I mean? 150% because you're absolutely right. Because for me, it matters. It's kind of like being in a relationship, right? If you're in a relationship, you have to understand whether you care to be right, AKA win, or you want to be heard and make progress, AKA have fun and move forward. And for mm-hmm. us, it's the concept of we want we want to have fun and move forward more than we care about winning because it's not it's not as important for us to win. Like if we win, sure, that'd be great and that's fun and that'd be fantastic. But for me, it matters so much more that a 
that whenever I dance with my partner, she's comfortable, that I'm not dancing in such a way that's uncomfortable. Mm. And, and B, that we still respect the music, which is why I think Amy and I are so musical is because we listen to the music the same and we want to express the music. And we, want, we, we just want to respect the music. And then the last thing is we obviously want to have fun and help have the crowd or whoever's watching also have fun, you know? Yeah. I don't think we're going to talk about this. This is really cool. Now, you said, I, I love how you approach dancing with the mindset of, I'm not trying to compete or perform. I'm just trying to have fun because this is your, your, your pure joy place. This is your happy place, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think that, I think that there are a lot of people who sometimes feel like they have to compete or they have to perform. Um, but if you were to break down like the why behind why you don't, I think that would help some people kind of understand that mindset. So if you could, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think though that it's really important to like recognize that I have like the greatest level of respect for people who do compete. I think course, it's yeah. amazing and I will totally be the person in the stands cheering you on <laughs> Yeah, and being like, that is amazing. Like even just showing up to a competition and getting in front of everyone and, and like dancing in front of everyone, knowing that everyone is watching you. That's like so amazing. So mm -hmm. just, I have just like the highest level of respect for people who really, really compete in the space. I think for me, I just know that if I do decide to compete, I know it's going to turn into a very serious thing. Mm. Like if, if I were to compete, I would most likely, um, I would most likely, you know, look up what the competition times are and start to practice at that exact time every single day. I would I would buy multiples of like my competition clothing and only social and practice in only that clothing and only those shoes. I would like make sure that I had a dance partner who was down to practice at that time every single day. You know, I would make sure that like my diet is pristine. My sleeping habits are pristine. I would make sure that like, and I would be drilling, I would be breaking down, like watching competition videos and like memorizing full competition sets and breaking them down. I would be making playlists of competition songs that are most commonly played, only listening to that music, you know? And so like, for me, that's kind of what I would do if I were gonna compete. And I just think like, I have so many serious endeavors in my life already. <laughs> and so I think like, even though there's a part of me that, would just be so happy to compete and would love to. I just think like the level that's right for my lifestyle is socialing. Mm. Just like enjoying it for what it is, you know, like enjoying the Tuesday and Friday nights for like what they are and ha like having a good time with people going out to BCD late at night and being totally sleepy the next day for work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the lifestyle that I'm enjoying you know like I'm having a good time um, of course yeah so for me it's like and I know that there's like a huge gradient in between but for me it tends to be one or the other um so yeah I think that's like my perspective is I love you know I love hanging out and talking to people I love dancing with people socially I love um, like um I have, in some ways, I have, like, a very, when I'm socialing, it's, like, a very carefree sort of attitude, like, it doesn't necessarily get me down if I miss a pattern, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. um, it's like, yeah. yeah, right, because I'm just there just to social and have a good time, so I think, for me, that's kind of the difference, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's, that's beautiful, because that totally, that totally makes sense, and I really like how you said that you know yourself enough to know what you would do if you did become serious about it, right? That level of self-awareness, I think, is powerful because then that informs your decisions so you can make the decisions that are best for you and your lifestyle. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and I know, I kind of know this because I've taken other passions in the past and done this. Mm -hmm. And even though I get good results from being very disciplined with my practice, it, in some ways, it's not as carefree anymore, right? Because it's mm -hmm. not just like, oh, I'm doing this when I feel like it, or I'm doing this as like a stress relief thing, or just to enjoy my weekend, you know, it's more like, I'm waking up and even if I'm not in the mood to do it, I'm doing it. Right. So I don't right. necessarily want dance to like play that role in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, that, that to me means so much because there are, I've seen some people really go hard and like there's going hard for a goal. If it's to compete, if it's to do whatever, like that's great. And then there's going hard for uh, for re reasons that may not be the healthiest. Like I've seen someone go hard because they want to take revenge on one of their old partners mm, who used to yeah. beat them in competitions. And I and they went hard, hard. Like they would like change their diet and everything. And then I I see the other people who go hard because they they want to become professional or they really want to win a competition that's also valid and fair. The level of self-awareness it takes to recognize that you, there are more things that are more important than dance, such as your mental health or your <laughs> lifestyle yeah. or your emotional health. Like that's something to take into consideration, I feel like. And it's so cool that you you recognize that already, you know? Yeah. But going back to the um, competition and the dance partners, I'm mm -hmm. kind of curious because you said you've taken privates from Blake mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm curious what kinds of things that you learned recently from Blake and Grace. Oh my god <laughs> I have I have a whole list that's so long of the things that I've learned so if anyone's listening and they've never taken a private from Blake or Grace I highly recommend it. Hell I recommend try getting a private from any of the dance instructors at Atomic like Matt Ritchie, uh, Nick Williams, Mikey, Nikki, everybody because it's it's very powerful to hear from like the people that have put in the work. Mm. One of the things, when I mainly work with Blake, we mainly do Balboa, because I really like the way Blake does Balboa and I'm trying to learn how to be a better Balboa dancer. And the things that I've learned are super technical. You would absolutely love taking a class with him because he can break things down to the molecule and muscle fiber if you want him to. <laughs> Um, and so, like we talked about tone, movement, dynamic movement, we talked about internal rotation and how when you're doing lollies, it should be like a rotated and the way you step and turn and all this, all, all this really, really good stuff that I've been chewing on for the past couple of weeks. Um, but I learned, I learned a heck of a lot from them and my plan is to continue taking privates from them um in July once things kind of like get back to normal for me but that uh highly recommend taking class from highly recommend for sure so what did you learn about rotations so when he was talking about Balboa rotations he was talking about uh stepping from like heel toe and making it look that smooth and then stepping heel toe and then turning on the ball of your feet and then with lollies, he was talking about kicking like it was a soccer ball, which made sense to me. So he, he like breaks things down in such a way that are relevant to me because I played soccer. So that was cool to, that was cool to experience, mm. you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, there are other, oh, rotation. He was talking about like, it should be like wringing a, wringing a towel and mm. your body is that towel. And so he was talking about that um and talking about like core stuff and arm stuff where that goes like hands just stay here I have it all in my notes somewhere yeah that's so cool <laughs> yeah either they are fantastic just like how this podcast has been fantastic <laughs> um that being said is there anything you want to talk about before we went into the final questions of the podcast um, I feel like one thing that I, okay, I was just thinking about these different dance styles mm -hmm. and because I feel like, you know, even in swing, like when you think about 
Balboa, Shag, and Lindy. I mean, those are such, there's so many differences between those three. But mm -hmm. I feel like um, a lot of people know how to do all three dance styles. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, like, I was wondering what your thoughts were on keeping all the different dance styles straight in your head. You know, like, what does that look like for you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is a fantastic question that I don't have the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the people who can do all three, I like to call them a triple threat because they know all three of those dances. And I like to call myself the threat and a half of SoCal. Because <laughs> I'm a primary Lindy dancer and I do a little bit of Balboa. And I still am not going to call myself a shag dancer, even though I've done several classes, but I, I can't, I can't do it just yet, you know? <laughs> so even between Balboa and Lindy, though, how do you keep them straight in your head? That's a very, I have no idea how these California <laughs> people are. I, I have, I have no idea. I've seen, I've seen an experience, like if I just do a Balboa weekend or focus on Bal, well, then my Lindy's kind of off. Or if I just do Lindy, then my Balboa is kind of off or something. So I don't know how they do it, but they do it. And that's a good question. I should find someone to answer. Oh, I have some people on the podcast who are going to be on the podcast. I'm going to answer that. Ooh, I actually asked Matt Ritchie that recently. I was like, uh -huh. how do you do it? Because he he actually does, you know, West Coast and Lindy, which is super different, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do you keep them straight in your head? And it was so interesting. He said he actually has a tendency to wear different clothes. Ah. Like, oh, these outfits, you know, I might wear and do Lindy. And that'll put me more in like a Lindy mindset. And these clothes, like I might wear for West Coast. And I thought that was really interesting. Oh, that's an that's an amazing psycho psychology tip right there, for sure. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. I wonder too, like there was this concept that got brought up on the different languages of like, or the different dance styles is sort of being similar to like being bilingual. Yes, yes. You know, like knowing different languages or communication styles. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, like, do you think that's kind of comparable to dance styles? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I when I speak when I speak Malagasy, I am a lot more um I have like a, a deeper tone and a different quote unquote personality. Like it's still the same, but it's different. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas when I speak French, I I sound kind of like a snooty person. No. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely the case which I'm sure you you definitely experienced you know as you hit all the dances at Atomic right yeah I think though that it might be slightly different for okay so I was asking Matt Richie about this I was like how do you keep them all straight and he said for himself you know he does different outfits and then he said oh but if you're asking as a follow I have a different response oh. and I was like oh what is that and he was like well for a follow I would recommend focusing on the movement that you feel as opposed to thinking of them as completely different dance styles and I think in a way that is kind of true like because mm -hmm. I feel like so much of that movement is from lead follow connection mm -hmm. and even with Lindy like for example if you like learning the patterns isn't enough because when you start to dance with more advanced dancers they don't care if it's like a six count or an eight count, you know, it's going to be like a whatever count feels right for the song count. <laughs> so I think so much of it is more of it. I think he's totally right that it's so much more about the feeling that you're feeling and mm -hmm. like listening to the redirections as opposed to thinking of like what style it is. Mm. No, that, uh, that tracks, that definitely tracks. Focusing, listening for the movement as opposed to, uh, as opposed to like thinking of the pattern or the dance. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's powerful. That's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the takeaway of this podcast. Matt Ritchie is wise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt Ritchie is indeed wise. I am going to work on getting him on the podcast here. Oh soon. my gosh, that was <laughs> amazing. I don't know when I'll be able to get him on. Um, but I would love, I would love for him to jump on because that would be, that would be fun. I have several people in the works, several really fun people in the works. So yes, everyone, leave a comment down below and say that you want Matt Ritchie on this podcast. Do it, <laughs> do it. 
tell us you're embarrassed. That is, that's actually it. At the end of, if you made it to the end of this podcast, at the very end, put down uh, your most embarrassing dance story and say, get Matt Ritchie on the podcast. Run those comments up so that he has to see them. And hell, even tag him. Send him this podcast on Instagram. <laughs> um, okay. So now we're jumping in towards the end of the podcast. So I'm, I'm going to ask the three questions I ask all of my guests. All right. So the first one is um, if people are trying to find more information about you or if you want to plug any websites or anything, what would that be? Oh, yeah. So I'm <clears throat> um, right now I've been working on a lot of art and creative projects on the side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to check that out, it's at botanypress.com. And yeah, I'd love any feedback that you guys have. Boom. Botanypress.com. Go check that out, people. And the other question is, where are you traveling for the next year for dance? Oh, I am so excited. <clears throat> this year is going to be my second time going to Camp Hollywood. And yeah, I cannot wait. It is like the highlight of my year. I'm so excited. That would be absolutely incredible. And I'm, it'll be really fun. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up real fast. Yeah, and I think I am going to get a private for it to practice and work on my Lindy Hop game. For Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right, and here's the last question I ask all of my guests. So if you could leave a message for any Lindy Hoppers that are listening and swing dancers listening, what would that be? So my message to the Lindy Hop community is that you guys are the most incredibly wonderful and talented and kind people I've ever met in my life. Oh. And I I think my message is, you know, just thank you so much for letting me be a part of your community. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Holy cow. Wow. That was so <laughs> oh my gosh, Sherry. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that is that is a good message. So our Lindy Hop community, we gotta keep this up so we can keep bringing wonderful people like Sherry into the into the community. All right. Well. Shay, thank you so much. Um, super appreciate you being on. You're muted right now, by the way. And um, I want to say to everyone listening, thank you so much for letting us your ears. We super appreciate you. If you're listening to this on uh, YouTube, subscribe. That helps us. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, please rate us five star. Don't get to follow us. Uh, send this to anyone who you think would find it useful. And don't get to put your things down in the comments. Sherry, thank you so much for being here. I super appreciate you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs> it was. Don't go anywhere after I stop recording so we can chat a little bit. But everyone else, thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for laying us your ears on the SoCal Summer Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're looking forward to putting out some great episodes for you. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye.